the ultimate 80s nostalgia it's excellent it's nostalgia is annoying but it does it does grab me (laughs) (laughs) it's it's a classic jj abrams isn't it he just like goes yeah i'm gonna do this 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 and this and someone goes oh i'm not quite sure what they go together i want to do this 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 and this how's it gonna end don't know the alien's just gonna fly off i I really enjoyed it as a whole thing and watched it but now listening to you guys talk about it i'm I'm doubting myself but i I liked it a lot but i also like taking the piss out of it it's one of those films isn't it it's good shit I do love that you get to see their film as well at the end like their film is the best thing in it for me it's really good (laughs) hello everyone welcome to Flix Watcher podcast today we have Ben hi Lou howdy and as always Kobe howdy hi and we're here to review Super 8 Thank you, as always, to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts and anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us. And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram at FlixWatcher. Hello and welcome to this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast. Joining us remotely today, we have Ben and Luke. If you could please say hello and tell our listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please. Hello, well, my name's Ben Meekin and uh, with me is my fellow sound designer, Luke Gentry. Um, and we are currently working in the British film industry as sound professionals, uh, sound designers, effects editors, currently working on um, feature and high-end drama. Um, we've just recently just started our own breakaway kind of sound collective uh, called Sona, sona.co.uk. Um, and yeah, we've been working, I've been uh, free, uh, working within the film industry for about 18 years now and Luke's probably close on to about 10, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're professional sound designers. I've uh, worked on quite a few Hollywood films down to TV comedy, really, so quite a broad range of stuff. Um, and yeah, I love it. It's great. It's a good job. Um, sitting <laughs> it, sit, sitting in a dark room all day playing loud sound effects. Uh, it's good fun. So, but um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of us, and that's where we're at. So um, obviously, careers in the arts are getting a bit of a bashing at the moment um, from yep. the government in support. So, just out of interest, how how did you guys kind of get into it? And you know, if there's anything you could kind of say to people who are perhaps listening and it's something they want to get into and they've had their dreams crushed what what kind of advice tips or you know anything you'd want to say to give them hope i think it's yeah it's kind of i came through it from um through college music a music background really um and then into university studying a degree which was similar to my college background but a lot of people now um, you could just go and sort, and I think a lot of people have just been told to just go and do it, come out of college, get into it, start early, start running, start an apprenticeship. Um, it's, it's a, it, it is a really hard industry to get into. It's not very, especially from a sound point of view, it's not hugely diverse, um, which, which, which is, that we're trying to do, especially over here in Britain, we're really working towards kind of opening it up and getting people from, you know, everywhere to kind of be in the industry. But it's from my point of view, it's a lot of hard work. It's kind of good to start young when you haven't got 
families and if you haven't got a partner or a really understanding partner helps <laughs> um, because of lots of late nights and lots of hard graft but the one thing is is you could definitely be working in an industry that you you love and you enjoy so it, it definitely has the payoff and that so yeah and for me being old and now we're having kids and ever being able to work on a film that my kids can watch now because they're slightly older or or just generally work on something that your mates can watch is is is, is Oh, it's pretty cool. So. Yeah, I'd say to add to that, that I guess when Ben started 1,600 million years ago, yeah. it was a very different place <laughs> to, to when I started. And it's different again now for when people are starting. Like there is Twitter and there are lots of people out there talking about what they do, how they make their sound effects. Um, these things didn't exist when we were coming through. Like yeah. you had to join a team and learn from the ground up. And, and that still exists and that's still really important. But... There are resources out there that people should be if they can't get their can't get outside because of COVID. There's so much stuff on the internet now that they could they could be learning, teaching, uh, and sort of honing their skills before that opportunity does come, and it will come, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, they're spending good. a lot of money in the UK. Yeah. There's, there's the, we have a great set up here. Like, there's a lot of professionals there's here. A, there's, there's a lot, a lot going here. on, isn't there? There's a lot of like Disney, Disney and Netflix and stuff making a lot of content over here. So, but the thing is, the good thing about film doing what we do is you can yeah you can go and study it but funny enough with what we're going to talk about in, in super eight you could just you can get a camera you know a group of kids could get a camera and go and just go out there and make a film do you know what i mean you can pick up a microphone you learn about bad sound by you know if you come back and it sounds crap you do it differently the next time you know it's kind of you work you learn on the job yeah you know it, it, it isn't rocket science there's love you know so we do like to tell people <laughs> it is but it's it's the enjoyment and the fun and you want it you strive creatively you strive to be better to do what you want to do and you want you want to supply this thing that people can sit there and kind of when they do a, a review on a podcast they go yeah all round fives that's amazing that's re- really great you know we all want that type of thing so but um it, it, i think you just got to keep trying if it's what you want to do it's definitely you just got to you just got to stick with it and i think and i think you'll be you'll be if you if you're good you'll be successful yeah i don't know i do love your the list of films you worked on i'm sure this is only a small part of it as well but um things from like attack the block smaller indie films through to yeah. mission impossible um, and you know things like well, Les Mis, for example, that must have been an interesting one to work on from a from a sound perspective. Yeah, um, that's it. That's one of the with the one of the guys we worked with, Matt. He uh, he did the dialogue. Well, there wasn't a lot of dialogues, but he worked on that. He worked. <laughs> it was uh, I don't know whether I should say, but yeah, working with Tom Hooper was the biggest challenge I think on the, as the director on that. So, um, well, but I, but I won't go into that too much because. Uh, no <laughs> but, uh, but it's uh, we but, yeah, cut that bit out, right? That was it. So, so essentially, in Sona, the there are there are there are there are five of us. I had to count them, um, and uh, so we've come together, and we we essentially are individuals, but we can be hired as a team if people are flush, which generally happens on the bigger films. We work as a team, so that's what we've done. So within our site, you can go on, you can see what we've worked on. But and we all have different disciplines which come within, whether it be working on the straightforward sound effects, the foley, or the dialogue. So. Yeah, it's good. There's a good range of stuff on there. A lot of my favourite films are kind of working on the Attack the Blocks, you know, the kind of working mm. with Joe Cornish, those kind of British, those films, those kind of, you know, I've done quite a few Edgar Wright films. I've just, uh, I've just yeah, finished this. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I remember I when, because we... We've known each other for like a 18? long 20 years. Yeah, it must be, oh, mate. Oh, my yes, goodness. Yes, yeah. And, yes, um, yes, but yeah, so you went to university with um, my school friends. Um, right. And now you live, live next door to Emily and Nudzi. Yeah, um, do, for example, mate, yeah. and I remember when Emily said, oh, Mekon's working on this film called Scott Pilgrim. I was like, I just saw that last night. 
what, what's he doing exactly? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so it's he great was... to see. It's great to come and see you, you know, follow you, watch you, look at your IMDb, just grow week by week. And I'm like, fucking hell, he's on some cool shit. Yeah, um, Scott Pilgrim's a hell of a film. It was, yeah, I love that film. It's such a good film to work you, on. You can't forget, though, that Ben also cut his teeth doing a BBC kids show called The Queen's Nose, yeah. which I oh, loved. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it so much that when I first met him, I had him sign a 50 pence piece. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So. But that's I what the Queen's Nose. Yeah, it's yeah, amazing, it was right? Yeah, it's good. I used to do that in the evenings after making tea all day. I'd sit down <laughs> and that's what they get you to do. So they're like, yeah, can you just track like this? Meaning, like, you know, to the sound for so. That's but one the- thing as well, is you, you talk about, like, starting out before, and there is a lot of sort of squeezing it in in time that's not your real job. You might be there from 9 till yeah. nine till 5.30 to do the, to the making teas yeah. and yeah. fetching sandwiches, in some cases buying things for other people and... Uh, then in the evenings you go, right, I'm going to actually do some sound stuff now. And, and then they come in the next day and they go, bloody hell, that was pretty good. And then, you know, you hope that it gets picked up and you get pushed and pushed and pushed. And... It's learning on the job, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's yeah. Make, making that cup of tea as good as that you want to make the sound for the film you know, so that people <laughs> notice you to do it. It's kind of that thing and then just going through the motions. So. I wouldn't mind, but I don't drink tea. So it was a, <laughs> a tough few years for me. I was just going to say, well, let's, should we segue to the film we're here to talk about? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Let's do it. Uh, we're here to talk about Super 8, which is your choice, Ben. It was, um, yeah. Can you tell us why you chose it and give us a, you know, a synopsis in less than a minute? Yeah, sure. Well, the reason I chose it was because um, I wanted to watch it again with my kids, because especially my oldest boy, because we're looking, he's, we've just got into kind of looking at, you know, watching E.T., Jurassic Park, all those kind of Spielberg-y films. And I know it was J.J. Abrahams, but it's uh, it's a kind of real big nod to a lot of the films that we knew growing up and generally mm. living life, you know, that that kind of early 80s feel and stuff. So I, I thought it'd be a really good one for me to watch with him. So um, that's why I wanted to do it. Uh, Super 8 is set in a small town in Iowa. Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. How do you say that? Iowa. 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 That's the It's set in a small town, shall we say, in America, uh, back in the <laughs> late 70s, 1979. Um, and it follows a group of young school kids who are setting out to make a home movie or a film for a film competition. Um, and on the night that they are shooting, they witness a train crash. And then the rest of the film follows these kids trying to find out why there was a train crash, including the train, using the train crash for their film, and then watching everything unfold from there, really. What were your thoughts? Let's go to yourself, Luke, first. Have you seen this before? Yes, I have, yes. Uh, I saw it at the cinema. God, when, when did this even come out? Um, 2011. It's, it's, yeah, it's quite a while. Um, but I did watch it recently, which is... Which is um, weird actually yeah. but you know yeah. it's 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 something that i've watched recently and then just gone over again just to make sure I, I i know my bits for this but um it's amazing isn't it it's the ultimate 80s nostalgia it's 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 excellent and one thing i thought all the way through it was like i was so amazed at stranger things i thought it was the best thing that ever happened and then i watched this again and thought Wait, hang on a second. This is a massive. This is just a, <laughs> yeah, rip. This is a huge rip. Yeah. It's the biggest rip ever. And I know the whole premise is it's ripping off a rip of another rip. Yeah. And it's rips throughout the universe, but it is. Um, it is the original rip. Yeah. And I, I think, think it's. I think, it's, yes, it's, I think it's brilliant. 
Yeah, I think the thing is, is that because it's set in that time, isn't it? It's like I remember growing up in the eighties, uh, <laughs> and and it was all BMXs and hanging yeah. out with your mates and playing. And the fact that you you know to have walkie talkies to be able to call your mates and go out and play was like I know these are kind of I think they're high, high school kids, aren't they? So so I was a lot younger in the eighties, but it's it's just that that whole thing was just really cool, mm. and that it was try. And I think I was trying to watching it with my eldest son Billy, who's ten. I was trying to say you know. This is this was really cool back then. This is what we did for enjoyment. We rode our bikes. We talked some walkie talkies, and of course now it's like all Fortnite and YouTube, isn't it? So it's so <laughs> foreign to kind of say, "Oh, this is cool." So, and I think it's great. And it's like JJ, JJ Abraham's take on it is great, isn't he? He's, he kind of he tries to bring a kind of what they're doing. Those kids, it's almost like that. He, he's making a bigger version of it, yeah. if you know what I mean. Outside it, isn't he? So he's trying to make a home movie. Bigger and bigger. Yeah, and, and that bit is so charming, isn't it? Like yeah. they're, they're, these kids are just trying to make a film. They're just trying, and you've got the really bossy director, and you've yeah. got the leading lady, it's class, and you've it? got the really dodgy leading man, <laughs> and they're just kids. And yeah. it's you just you fall in love with all of them instantly. And yeah. Yeah. the fact that they're like, right, we need to roll now because the train coming. You're like, oh, like you can, yeah, you, you fall in love with that bit. Like, like that's budget. the real, yeah, that's it. Production values exactly. <laughs> And then it explodes and they wish they were never there. But you but. don't you don't know what the films go in what direction it's gonna go into uh until that bit, do you really? You do think you're just kind of watching a kind of like, oh, is this like yeah, armor? This, this, this is E. T. for yeah, a while, isn't yeah, it? This yeah. is a nice E. T. and yeah. then it's gonna oh. be sweet and then it all kind of changes, doesn't it? So yeah. but it's uh yeah, it's it's cleverly done. I mean, you know. If, uh, personally, I'm not a massive fan of the old lens flares, which I know J.J. Abraham's like. I just came in, he just came in a few times, just thought, what, what are you doing? Yeah, just, yeah. You I, I kind of know some of the secrets why they do do it. Sometimes if ADR doesn't fit, it, which is when they replace the dialogue, they whack, he tends to whack a lens flare over the top so you don't notice anything out of sync. So it's a clever, clever little VFX thing. So right. that's a bit of a spoiler. But he, he it's, it's become a bit of a... A bit of a it's his trademark, trademark isn't it? Yeah. It is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So he's, uh, but he's, um, you know, he, he makes good films, doesn't he? So, well, that's that's proof of it. I really enjoyed it. I liked it. My my son really enjoyed it because you have those Spielberg essence where you never really see anything right until the end, uh, which is quite good. It keeps you guessing. The suspense is great. You never know what actually the thing is. You just hear yeah. it. You know, and we we obviously sound is a massive important thing for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, it's a really really good sounding film. It's, and I'm, it's glad slowly, you, I'm glad your son on. enjoyed it because um, yeah. it's one of the things I I wonder about. Um, like, obviously, now I watch eighties films and sixties, you know, six, sorry, seventies and sixties films and films set in the fifties and enjoy it. But um, it's interesting that he resonated with that, even though it's like whole. Does he see it as like olden times? And where's the iPhone, Dad? What's going on here? I don't stand, or is he just like this? Sounds really cool. I wish I was almost there. Yeah, he really liked it because he's really into making films. He makes he, his own films, yeah, he? Just, yeah, his he, makes brother, own, so. he makes his own films and he's like... <laughs> and they're good. Yeah, he's, I've just bought him <laughs> Premiere Pro for his birthday. He's 10 years oh, old, really? so he's like, yeah, he's knocking out little films with his younger brother playing like... We've got the, we've got the third uh, season of The Mandalorian nearly in the bag at home, so... But it's... Uh, but it's uh, yeah, he really got it. At one stage, he did turn around to me and say, is this shot? Like it's the 80s, and I think what he meant was like, is this the quality, you know, of the actual footage and stuff? Mm. So, and which was interesting because it's not 
because it's actually shot really well and it's big and stuff. But it did feel a bit, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, it does look a bit dated now. And then mm. you forget 2011. And if you watch, obviously, uh, an Avenger, you know, what was the one, the other, the Infinity Wars, they look like they're crystal, aren't they? They're so good now. And mm. then you watch that, you kind of like, oh, yeah, shit, this does look a bit dated now. Yeah, so yeah. That was my, my kind of thing. So. Helen, what, what are your thoughts on, on, on Super 8? Yeah, so I saw this at the cinema and, oh God, I was massively di- disappointed with it. Um, uh-huh. I, have a, I have a few few issues with this film. I, the, the main yeah. issue as I have is that it's about three films in one and it doesn't quite decide what, what kind of film it, it wants. So I think it's a bit, yeah. a bit messy and a little bit sloppy. And I think the, the main thing for me, I'm, I'm really glad that your son enjoyed it because I think yeah. to really enjoy this, you have... I think it's a, with this film, it's a very fine line between kind of like homage and pastiche and mm-hmm. re-watching this, having watched Stranger Things. Stranger Things is just so nearly a carbon copy that... Mm. And this is also so nearly E.T., but with a kind of different type of alien that mm. I'm kind of a bit like, well, have you really kind of added anything new to it? So I yeah. think it probably is best enjoyed by someone who's not like watched AT, E.T. or any of the films that it's kind of, you know, imitating, oh, ripping yeah. off, like right, any of those right. things. And then there's a couple of other things that, don't I'm rip, sorry, but the... the the He shouldn't listen to this. We do swearing. Oh, yes, um, right, yeah. We we'll, we'll not do the swears in this one. <laughs> and like the, the whole thing about... Oh, so the alien's actually a really nice alien um, because he he touches people and he yeah. just wants to get home like E.T. Um, but also he yeah. kills people, some people. He kills bad people. And then the other people yeah. he hangs upside down in a water tower. And then suddenly his spaceship <laughs> is made up of bikes and cars, but then it turns into like yeah. a super spaceship. So those are a few things. I just liked, the thing that I like the most about it is I really, really love the film that they were making. And I think when I watched it at the cinema, I was expecting it to be a bit more about the film that they were making and potentially yeah. it could have been a bit more. Because then there's also, so there's, it's a film about a film making it and their kids. And then there's this whole kind of thing about the relationship between his mum who died and then El. Fanning. Fanning. Yeah. Fanning, yeah. Her dad, who has got something to do with it. So there's this kind of like a big emotional drama thing in the background set against yeah. the backdrop of an alien set mm. against we're making this kind of cutesy film thing. And I'm just a bit like, just make your mind up, like pick one, pick two, yeah. maybe. Yeah. 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 yeah, And I, you know, I was just a bit disappointed. I think it's a bit sloppy. and I think it's a bit long. But I do do like Elle Fanning. I think she's great. I really enjoyed her. But there was a few bits in it. I was just like, mate, this is shit. Well, we just thought that, oh, yeah. Did well, you say I, shit there? I did. Yeah. Sorry, I did as well. <laughs> it's a bit shit. I think it's it's a classic J.J. Abrams, isn't it? He just like goes, yeah, I'm going to do this, this, this and this. And someone goes, oh, I'm not quite sure what they go together. But I want to do this, 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 this and this. How's it going to end? Don't know. The alien's just yeah. going to fly off. Exactly, yeah. I'm gonna. Oh, buddy, okay. buddy. That was that was my biggest gripe. I don't know whether you remember the Simpsons episode where they introduced Poochie the dog. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. yeah, Poochie the dog, and everyone hated him. And in the end, they just wrote him out. But it was like Poochie was from a different planet, and he flew away. And it was like that That's was classic JJ Abrams, isn't it? Yeah, that was super eight. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. what? Why is he in a? Why is he in a water tower now? Oh, I don't care. I, I, I did find that the end was too quick. I did find it, and I didn't even see the alien get on the ship. I thought it was going to cut to him down. 
below and he'd set it off and he was like, oh, shit, I forgot to get on it. You know what I mean? He was too busy, like, you know, with all the powers downstairs. But it's, yeah, I can't, I, I don't, I, I kind of, it's a bit of a romp, isn't it? But I imagine that the cut was probably at like five hours and they had to get it down oh, yeah. to like 90 yeah. minutes, you know? Yeah, because there's also that cliche, you mentioned this before, that like the, the, the whole government thing as well that just seems to go on forever, yeah. like, yeah, goodies and baddies, yeah. and you, and there's a lot of it you're interested in because you're trying to find out who's good, who's bad. But by the end of it, like especially when it comes to Ella Fanning's dad, I'm just like, I just don't care. Like <laughs> as you mentioned before, I just don't care. I'm like, you could have ran ho- her over with your forklift truck in the workplace or whatever he did, but he didn't, did he? To he the just, mom, no, he just didn't turn out. He just didn't turn. She took the shift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just think, oh, really? Yeah. There's, there's two hours I'll never get back. <laughs> Meanwhile, where's the alien? Why is he in a water tower? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, it's not a great alien either. No. It's just it, a bit of a non alien. From a sound point of view, we were talking about this as well. And, and the people that worked on this yeah. are, are really top of their field. And, and it did sound amazing, but the alien had a lot of voices. Yeah. It was, it did, the, it did the go, 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 thing, and it did the thing, and it did the. Thing and it did all the things so that all you kind of go, oh well, I don't know what it is now. Was that a bird in the woods? Was it a, yeah? You know, I'm going to get slated for saying this, but it was just too many things. It wasn't this beautiful, concise T-Rex. It was, it was sort of, yeah, yeah. It was a bit of a hodgepodge, and I guess that's sort of playing into your um, feelings, Helen, about g- the general story. But um... a lot, of, a lot of demi- <laughs> a lot of mixed things, wasn't it? Really, it's a lot of different sound, and whether that's to throw you off. But but the set, the set piece stuff, like the thing in the gar- the garage when there's the the, the yeah, attack on the police, that's great. Brilliant. That's really good. I mean, that's you know it, that bit is really great, and I do like the kind of bit where. It's all gone carnage, and the the baddies is the other government, and the rockets are all going off because of misfire and stuff like that. It's like War of the Worlds. Those kind of set pieces are quite fun. But then there's like those little Rubik's cube bits, and you're oh, like, yeah. there's just too many little bits. Like I forgot about that. Oh, Do you yeah. remember the Rubik's cube thing? Yeah, it's like the baddie out of Big Hero Six. Isn't yeah, it? and you're like, ah, uh, like you say, it's 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 kind of oh, a lot of things. That, for yeah, there was that Big Hero yeah. Six, yeah. which is a great film. I don't know which came first. I don't know who ripped off Richard on, on what with that. Uh, Big Hero 6 came afterwards, but... Yeah, yeah I love Big Hero 6, yeah, but we know it's I think my my take on it is, it's nostalgia is annoying, but it does it does grab me. <laughs> I was one of the... I was a kid in the 80s, riding on motorbikes in the, in the summer with my friends, going like to find tadpoles and just running around. And yeah. anytime I see that and just so strange things... I kind of feel that like manipulated, but at the same yeah. time, I'm aware it's happening, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's fine. I, you know, it's yeah. good." Yeah. But you know, ET did it, and it's yeah. Also, the Goonies, and I don't like ET that much. But uh, <laughs> oh, mate, how, how can you <laughs> like Stranger Things and like this if you can't like ET? It's like I the all, it. it's, it's a different. It's a it's different story. Exact, this is exactly the same yeah. film. But um, no. and, and miss it's that the the difference is the different parents. So one's not got a father. One's not. There's less corn in this, or is yeah. there corn? Yeah, there's less corn in this. There's never, there's never a father in a in a Spielberg thing, because he because it relates back to him, doesn't it? And his dad left oh, him, right. so there's never. He always has a. There's always a, a strange father, father thing. Yeah, always an absent father. In Interesting. A, in a, I know it's not Spielberg, but he was obviously quite influential. Yeah, well, it is. It's, it's produced it's by a Spielberg web, blueprint. Yeah, um, definitely. Spielberg, Richard Donner. If you look at the Goonies as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But no, I I, I, was, I was kind of fine. I didn't think it's anything super special. I enjoyed watching it because it did hark back to the films that I watched when I was younger, and mm. the same feelings happen when I rewatched it this time, which is the second time. 
uh, watching it. Wasn't blown away by it. I, it's one of those things where I just kind of enjoyed it. You have to kind of take your mind out a bit. Because I think mm. once you start thinking about what's happening, then it doesn't really tie together, as, as you guys have said, with the, the aliens' different voices or the, the different kind of subplots going on, which, yeah. which resolve in a way or not, satisfactorily or not. And I think ultimately it's, it's kind of Jay, Jay Abrams all over. Um, yeah. I think we've I've discussed this with many people and I just think he's good at getting things on the screen. He's good at getting people behind ideas. But when you kind of leave it, you're kind of like, what was that exactly? Um, <laughs> what did I just, yeah. And, he and needs that, a no good more, editor. No more basically. so than, than The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I think I think his yeah. best film is actually The, um, the Force Trek. Awakens. Oh. Uh, but then a lot of people complain about it being, a, you know, pretty much following on, stealing everything from the previous Star Wars, which I'm like, it was better than the prequels. So for me, I was happy with it. But yeah, yeah the, like, the Rise of Skywalker, for example, is J.J. Abrams down to 11. So I, I was gonna, I was gonna say Cloverfield is probably his best film. I think is he it? direct Cloverfield or is that just written? Let by me or? just check. He um, and I really like his mission as well. Yes, yeah. Star, he did Star Trek, right? He sort of reimagined Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah, that was the, amazing. Yes, the, the second one was yeah, a bit Star like Star Trek was good. I enjoyed that. Star Trek was good. So, yeah, the star, the, the lens flare, tastic in Star Trek. Isn't it was it, really. Yeah. God, it's but hard. they're in space, so that just happens more. So yeah, off the camera, yeah, the stars exactly. bounce yeah. off the camera. It's really... <laughs> I could justify that. But I, I, it's just funny. The group of kids in this, I actually prefer them to the group of kids in. I thought the, I the blonde kid in this is really quick. He's a he's a funnier character, isn't he? The yeah. one who plays the zombie and stuff. Yeah. It's like, and when you watch that film at the end that they made, it's brilliant. I'm just like, I'm being bits. I yeah. love that one. So definitely. I think, I, I, I think the, he's done well getting the kids together and riding on the bikes and not being in the cars as supposed to be. And there's that kind of child, uh, preteen, teen romance, which is, yeah, I kind of like that that bit of the storyline. But again, it was like kind of wedged in there. No, you yeah. don't get it, do you? I invited her because I wanted to be with me. I wanted her to be with me. I was like, well, where's this come from? <laughs> <laughs> well, a director falling in love with his leading lady, mate. That's what it is, I reckon. So. <laughs> I do love that you get to see their film as well at the end. Like, their film oh, is brilliant. the best thing in it for me. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> the shock ending. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I, I like the... Uh, I was trying to explain to my, my boy was uh, my my boy. He was about the uh, he was like the sleepy guy in the car, and it's like he wasn't sleepy; he was stoned. So trying to explain to like the stoned uh, guy, right, so, yeah, so, drug references. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. drug references are always quite difficult. So it'd have been better if he'd have just been working really hard at the photo developing place, and then he could have been sleepy. That would have been yeah, great. that's true. Yeah, he was disposed like you know working on the photos all night and stuff. So best train crash in a film in a long time, though. Yeah. I've got to say, no one's touched that train crash. <laughs> yeah, it went on for about three reels but it was fucking good it's the loudest train crash isn't it so it's very loud i raised you the train crash in the fugitive which is oh yeah yeah, dr richard kimball yeah but it doesn't go boing (laughs) i think you just sound getting all soundy again it was i mean it was excessive wasn't i don't know if it would happen like that is the is the thing Um, and also the chap in the car would not have survived that oh my god head on collision yeah. yeah Truman. Yeah, and he's just got a bloody What's his name. Mayor Royce. Mayor. <laughs> That's Clarence it's, Royce. You're thinking of? Yeah. Hold on, hold on. It is Royce. It, is it Royce? My Royce. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he, I think that's what's see that kind of thing where they, they're not afraid to show that he was all you know that kind of scary, but he's all cut up and he's bleeding and stuff. That's kind of for kids to watch that for a ten year old. Well, 
you know, a 10, 12 year old, that's quite scary. That's pretty graphic. So I, I, had to, I don't mind that they're not afraid to put those kind of things in their films, like Spielberg and yeah. Abraham's. I guess it goes through a lot of certification, doesn't it? I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of bit that hit the cutting room floor that wasn't quite cricket. But... Yeah, and it's either that he gives them the story before, he, like at school, they had a scene where he explains all about it, or they just do it after, which is more dramatic, mm. isn't it? Really? Mm. So, um, but they, yeah, they did well to dodge getting hit by any of the metal from the train. I thought they? so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> any of the metal or any of the Rubik's Cube bits, which weren't Rubik's Cube yeah. bits. Yeah, those Rubik's Cube bits. It's, yeah, it's, it's a loud film. But uh, yeah, I kind of, now I, I, I really enjoyed it as a whole thing and I watched it, but now listening to you guys talk about it, I'm, I'm doubting myself but now. I, I liked it a lot, but I also like taking the piss out of it. It's yeah. one of those films, isn't it? It's good shit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I suppose that's it. I like that it's like his Star Wars. I really liked I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But I like taking the piss out of it as yeah, well. Yeah. I like people taking the piss and going, yeah, I, I like it because of that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, like, I like people taking the piss out of The Rise of Skywalker. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that was an abomination. Um, but the... <laughs> <laughs> Normally in these kind of films, there's like a bully or something, isn't there? Or like yeah, a bit of a bad. And there wasn't one. The so alien's somewhat... the bully. Uh, is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, the bully so is the guy, is the um, army guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, with the baddie, him. yeah. That's yeah. it. There's always an authority thing. It's like kind of close encounters and ET again, isn't it? It's always the government person is bad. Chip isn't it? In his shoulder. Yeah, exactly. So he's uh yeah, he's he's the baddie, isn't he? That guy. He so, is, and yeah. he's and he's kind of men all around him and stuff. So but so what, which, before we go to scores, guys, which what's your favourite like eighties kids club, boys club films like this where you you know, you really lean back into it? Oh, I'm an ET or Goonies man, I think. Personally, I think. Yeah, do you know, it's going to sound like a proper cop out, but yeah, ET. I love it's e. just, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. It's got a cross-dressing, uh, ice cream eating alien in it. Yeah, uh, the, the best bit is when they're in the kitchen with the dog. All that stuff's great. Everything else, don't care about. Yeah, don't care about the bike or don't <laughs> care about him leaving. It's just him and the dog hanging out in the <laughs> kitchen, drunk with yeah. the dog. Yeah, but I used to really like BMX Bandits, and then I watched yeah. it recently. I was like, "Why did I even why like this film? <laughs> is it it's bad? Is aw- it? Oh, mate, it's awful. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> I was going to say BMX like... Bandits and, and Flight of Navigator. <laughs> yeah, like... yeah, see, that's a hundred percent for me is ET, and I still watch yeah. it now, and I still think yeah. it's brilliant. Like the 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 connection that ET has with Elliot just makes me cry all the time and drew yeah. barrymore's brilliant in it and you you just kind of just yeah. feel everything that they feel and it's just like this really wonderful relationship with it and it's really funny as well there's loads of like really funny bits like when he gets drunk and elliot gets drunk at school and yeah. um you know like the Frogs. when he sees Frogs. like yoda walking through the street and he's doing his fancy dress and then yeah. i also really <laughs> love like flight of the navigator as well and yeah. batteries not included. That used to make me oh, cry. Oh, that was good. Oh, that was good. I'm the, not a huge fan of the Goonies. I think it's a bit overrated, and yeah, I'm a, it's not I'm really a big Goonies fan. I think yeah, it's it was well, BMX Bandits was a was a touch point because I just <laughs> used to because I had BMXs and I used to ride off the curb and go wee. Um, <laughs> me too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But so. now you're making me think. Uh, I'm never going to revisit that ever again. And, and Labyrinth as well. That was a good one for Bowie and the songs. Yeah. It was, but yeah, I don't I don't class it as a boys' own one because I was thinking also things like. Um, like Princess Bride could be thrown in there, but no, I didn't watch it in the eighties. Um, yeah, 
I love that film. That's a great film. Have you seen Princess Bride? No. Have you not? No. Andre the Giant. Mate, 87. Born oh. in 87. Oh, I'm just going to say that's my excuse. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what's the Latin on repeat? <laughs> we've, we've done an episode on it, so you should listen, listen watch yeah. the film and then listen to the I episode. I definitely will, yeah. It was, it, was on, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it is anymore, but um, it's one of the films that randomly passed me by in the 80s and I watched it because someone brought it to Flixwatcher and I thought, damn it, if I had seen that in the 80s, I would have absolutely loved it. Um, oh man, it's well, really great. Do check it out. Engaged, yeah. yes. It's a really good film. So, isn't it Billy Crystal in it? He plays yeah. like dwarf ears, isn't he? Yeah. Um, should we head to the scores, guys? Let's do it. Hello, folks. I'm Sam. And I'm Martin. And every week for the last five years, we've got together to talk about the musician Tom Waits. He's a gravelly voice singer that sounded like he doused his vocal cords in bourbon and set fire to them with a cigarette (laughs) and wrote such classic songs as Way Down in the Hole, Downtown Train, Jersey Girl. Uh, He's also the gravelly voiced actor from films such as The Ballad of Buster Scruggs and Seven Psychopaths, both of which coincidentally are on Netflix and both of which Kobe and Helen have discussed here on Flixwatcher. So make sure you check those episodes out. And when you have a little bit of a taste for the magic that is Tom Waits, why not head over to songbysongpodcast.com or search for Song by Song in your podcatcher of choice to listen to a little bit more about Tom Waits. Welcome to the Flixwatcher scores. All of our scores are out of five. You may have decimal places if you wish and we will start with you please ben with your recommendability uh recommendability um depending on who i was uh recommending it to i think if i was good like having watched it with my son i think if i was going to recommend it to people to say watch with their kids i think it would be quite high so i'm going to go for about a 3.8 oh and mainly because of we just discussed all those other films from the eighties, which I'd mm. probably say watch those instead. I think so. Watch ET. <laughs> and I uh, personally see. I would probably recommend most films to people just because, like, just go and watch it. Do you know what I mean? So it's hard for me to not get around a four or a five. Yeah. But I'm going to say a four because it it is a nostalgic little romp and it's not going to change your life but it's sunday afternoon mm. it's raining you can eat your body weight in popcorn yeah like it's the perfect film for that um as kobe said before you're going to come out and not understand who you are anymore or what's gone on but that doesn't matter because <laughs> it's sunday afternoon exactly you're at home. it's sunday afternoon so i'm going to give it a probably an undeserved strong four oh, i was going to one one point which really annoyed me was when he'd been he's been looking at his um that locket that his mum left him behind oh, throughout the whole yeah. film, yeah. and then at the end, it kind of he lets it go to join yeah. a sp- to join a spaceship, and I was just like, "But the, why did you do that, that exactly? to let the alien that was, leave?" That was the missing piece. Yeah, she goes, without that piece, that ship couldn't take off. Is that what you thought? I thought he was just yeah. sending his mum. It was saying goodbye to. Oh, his it was, it was yeah, a double was... double doodle, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's what they I call the film carried... industry: a double doodle bed. <laughs> I don't think it carried duality. the emotional punch you thought it was. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, it was a shame, really. He was saying goodbye. It's like, you know, in E.T. with the flower. Yeah. It's just his his arc, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. So, yeah, I know what you mean, though. It was like he could have thrown anything up, couldn't he, really? Yeah. Uh, no, my, my belt would have gone and my pants would have come back. <laughs> the second one would have been good, though, just you in space. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't have got stuck Oh, I thought you were attached to the outside no, no, of it yeah, at this no, point. My belt came up, uh, so. Sorry. Helen. Um, yeah, so I am obviously probably the 
least enthused about this. I just think it's a bit scrappy and um, just a bit disappointing, really. It's got so much potential. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a three. I think definitely, um, you know, 10-year-olds are probably... Probably the annoying things that have annoyed me will blow over them. Um, and yeah. they, they probably have, like, less of an association with E.T. and other things and be sitting there going well this is just ripping off et which is a bit bit like me so they're probably less cynical and miserable about being their favorite 80s films being ripped off by someone who clearly needs a better editor and you know someone just to tell him that you know this doesn't make sense um so yeah a three yeah i don't mind i don't mind people rehashing and re-editing and stealing things um if it's done well um and this, yeah, it's this one. Like I was saying, it's this is Saturday. It's late afternoon. It's a wet day outside. You can't go outside anyway. So put this on. Lots of popcorn, some comfort food, and you can like talk over it as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's so true. Actually, yeah. It's and it's kind of just. That. It's just kind of. It's, it's it's good for that. And I think there's it's definitely a film. There's definitely a space for films like that. Um, in in my life, at least, and yeah. this is one of them. So I'm happy to recommend it to people. Um, I give it a four. Uh, repeat viewing okay. score, Ben. Again, judging it on my child because they've like this week they've watched Wayne's World six times in a row. <laughs> oh, I'd love to watch Wayne's before. World six times. <laughs> yeah, six times every night. I've got home and the the two of them are watching that. But this they haven't gone back to, so mm. it's going to be. I think generally now I get ruled by what is what they put on the telly, so I think it's going to be low again. It's going to be a two, I think. It's interesting they pulled up Wayne's World six times. That's, that's weird. Yeah. It's, the Wayne's <laughs> World's not on Netflix, though, is it? Have you got it? Uh, I think it's on uh, Sky Cinema. So oh, okay. I, I have to okay. have everything for research. Of course. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. If uh, the HMRC asked, that's why. So. <laughs> Tax deductibles. <laughs> no, no, it's all no research. <laughs> so what was that? Two was it then? Yeah, it was a two, mate. Uh, Luke, repeat viewing score. Uh, repeat viewing score is. It's a difficult one to answer because it's not very good, but it's perfect for that Sunday afternoon when it's raining. And we live in England and there's loads of Sundays (laughs) and there's certainly loads of rain as well. So, like, it's going to come out again. And, you know, maybe there'll be a situation where, like Ben, I get to enjoy it again with kids and, and like, with my kids, not just random kids. That would be super weird. (laughs) Um, So I think it's actually going to go up there for a little four... Ah, little okay. four. I'm, I'm going to nice. go back. Pushing it up. Helen. Yeah, I, I mean, if someone said, do you want to watch Super 8 or do you want to watch E.T.? 100% I'd be there with E.T. all the time. It's quite long as well. It's like an hour and 52 minutes, which... But if someone said, I've not seen Super 8, do you want to watch it with me? And you have nothing else to do. <laughs> and it's raining. Yeah. And it's a Sunday. And you got popcorn. <laughs> and it's Sunday. <laughs> no. But you can talk over it. And we'll I don't know. <laughs> and we'll Just get a new editor in to recut can't, it. Can't we get... Can't we watch E.T.? I, I want to watch Wayne's World now. So all I've got in my head now go. is that I want to watch Wayne's World. Uh, I'm not going to... I'm not going to watch this again. It's one of those films, I saw it when it came out and I've not watched it since and I watched it again and there wasn't really much like, oh yeah, or like surprise, like, oh yeah, actually that's, I was a bit, in fact, even watching it the second time, I was a bit like, oh, this is worse than I remembered. 
I don't know. Just <laughs> I thought it was just a bit disappointing. I think for me, uh, a one. Sorry. Um, two and a half. I'll watch it again. Um, I wouldn't pay for it on DVD specifically. If someone said I want to watch it, do want to watch it? I'd say yeah. If if there's something, you know, when kids have parties and stuff like that, and it's this, it's a good kind of film to get a, a gang of kids around, put them in front of you, like you say, with a popcorn. And I'd be one of the parents that kind of goes, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of side eye that. Whilst um, <laughs> you're just to, planning planning your kids' birthday parties now. You're like, when's appropriate yeah. to get him watching this? I wouldn't plan yeah, that's it. it around Super Eight, but this is one where happy if so, another, another parent who was less cinema savvy planned it around this. Event, you're fine. You'd be yeah. okay going to that party. You'd be like, be okay yeah, this is all right. Because you know, it's not your house. You don't have to. You, you just turn up. You don't have to clean up afterwards. So that's the benefit. You know, you don't choose. Don't choose the film. Um, I'm not going. I'm going to the Ghostbusters party, mate. I'm not going to that party. <laughs> no, I'd create. I'd have. I'd host the Ghostbusters party. Uh, would, yeah, no, no, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah that'd okay, be a good see you there then. Everyone loves Ghostbusters. Let's agree. Like that's. That's one we can agree on, yeah? yeah? 100%. Yes. They haven't yeah. quite ruined that yet, have they? That's about to come out soon, isn't it? So let's yeah. see what happens there. That, again, is going to be lots of nostalgia and mm. kind of kids and stuff. But, yeah, no, everyone loves Ghostbusters, the original. So uh, you watched it, you, you were born, right, mate? Yes, I've seen it, mate. I've seen it. Whilst I was born in, in the late 80s, I, I do watch shows <laughs> posthumously. Um, small screen score, Ben. Again, kind of middle of the... It, it, it's, it translates it all right. It was good. Uh, again, I kind of judge things on the small screen sonically sometimes, and I think it was it's around about a three and a half for me. <laughs> uh, Luke? Yeah, I think, you know, it's nice to go to the cinema to hear that scale of small and large and big and bang and boom, and uh, this will, did sound better in the cinema, of course, but it does translate really well because... You know, it rocks along. And um, I don't think it should be um, sort of written down for that. Uh, I, I Yeah, I think it translates pretty well. So I'm going to give it a four. Ooh. Helen? Um, I'm, I'm also going to give it a four. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, obviously it's been filmed to show in the cinema, but I think since Stranger Things, people have kind of accepted, you can kind of, experience it a bit more in in your own home i don't know there's there's there was nothing about me that made me go i preferred the cinema experience so i think it, i think it does all right on small screen especially if like you know it's for kids they're not going to realize are they mm, yeah. until they get a bit older and then they're like oh. <laughs> i'm gonna for five here kids are you know, <laughs> five yeah, I mean, as it's leaning into that nostalgia, I don't any of those films we referenced. None of them I watched at the cinema. They all have been at home at my friends' houses with the comfort food and yeah, just yeah. kind of like laying around. So I, I don't necessarily, I don't associate them with the cinema so much. Um, so I'm super happy with watching them, yeah, at home. So now I've got a, a fancy TV than I had in the '80s. Then that's that's all the better. <laughs> uh, I'd hope so, mate. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Otherwise, we need to be having words. Yeah, regression, regressing. <laughs> um, engagement score, Ben? Uh, I'm, going, I'm going to go for about a four because I was definitely engaged in it, I think. We watched, yeah, there was no, we, you, again, you tell with kids sometimes they just drift off and stuff. I went to watch uh, something recently with one of my kids, the at New Adams Band, the... 
uh, cartoon mm. animation and my youngest like I turned around one stage and he was just doing a handstand in the middle of the uh, <laughs> every man's cinema in uh, Barnet so it's I was just like it's great on a Sunday morning like, there's no never anyone there but um <laughs> it's uh there's definitely never anyone there now but it's uh yeah I, four we, well, I was engaged through so I yeah I definitely kept me going yeah, I'm going to drop my uh, bar here for that. I think it, you can drift. It's what, you know, the last time I watched it recently, it, it, you do find yourself on your phone and you're like, why did I come on my phone? Like, come on in to do something. Was I checking emails? Was I, was I texting my friend? No, I was just bored. Okay, better tune back in again. It's one of those, isn't it? So, uh, well, maybe that's why it jumps around so much because it's to keep you, I suppose if you don't, but I was just wondering whether that's why they did it because at certain points people got really bored that they thought, oh, maybe we'll just change it on the end. I like that you're spinning a, a negative into a positive, Ben. That's yeah. your best attribute, <laughs> um, but it's still going to be a one. Ah. <laughs> Helen? One for me. Wow. Uh, engagement? No, I'm... I'm um... I give it three and a half. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's a mess, but it's not <laughs> boring, I guess. And you know, it's by it's it's a bit long, but yeah, three and a half. It's fine. Nice, nice. It didn't yeah, make I mean, me want to switch off. I kind of stuck with it until the end. This is the kind of film I put on when I don't really need to pay attention to stuff. Um, so you can, like I say, side eye it, or you can s- small screen and be you know checking other things at the same time uh, but that doesn't mean you're not kind of keeping on top of things because um, I think some things do pass you by if you're not paying it you know if you're not engaged somewhat so I'm going to give it 2.5 I think and that gives us an overall score of 3.23750 wow. not bad not bad uh, not great not bad um, Guys, can we um, sign off by letting us know where we can find you online and we'll say goodbye to all the listeners? Yes, indeedy. Uh, thank you very much for having us. Um, sorry we've just poo-pooed this film but loved it and poo-pooed it at the same time. Yeah, quite confused myself. Like this, really. I think you um, need films like this. Yeah, it's true. It's, yeah, yeah, you've got a, yeah. it's nice to have a fight about something these days. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you very much. We are we can be found at www.soda.co.uk um, if you need sound design in your film. We are the people for it. Yes, Our definitely. monsters will be great. Yeah. Thanks so, so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thank you very Thanks much. so much for coming Thank on, guys. You. Bye. Cheers. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Bye. Cheers. Bye bye. Enjoyed this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast? Why not leave us a five star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at Flix Watcher Pod on Twitter and we're at Flix Watcher on Instagram. Thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes and Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. If you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this, get in touch with Ben and that's Rockwood, R-O-K-K, Wood Audio. Tell them Flix Watcher sent you. just heard a stripped media production.